This podcast is brought to you by StoryKingBooks.com. Sign up to receive a free copy of my latest ebook novella, Kane's Confession. If you would like to learn how to support this show, visit www.patreon.com forward slash the Story King. And now for today's episode. Welcome to the Story King Podcast, the show all about fiction, film, and form. I'm your host, John Carlo, and today's guest is award-winning author from Brazil, Adriana Gavazzoni. Adriana Gavazzoni is a practicing lawyer. When she's not doing that, she is writing novels and legal books. I'm excited to speak with this busy author. Here is my conversation with Adriana Gavazzoni. Well, welcome to the Story King podcast, Adriana. Thank you very much, Giancarlo. Thanks for having me. Well, before we get into any detailed questions, I'd like to know your story. So why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself, who you are, and what you do? Well, I'm from Brazil. I'm a Brazilian lawyer and a writer. I've been a lawyer for 30 years and a writer for the last five years. And uh, I was born in Brazil. I live in Brazil, but I write in English, (laughs) published in the United States. Basically, that's my story. Now, did you always want to be a writer? You said you were only writing for five years. Is that something you always wanted to do? Or is that something you thought about doing later on? Uh, I always want to be a writer. I love uh, to read. Since I was a kid, I love a good story. And I was always telling my friends some stories. But as in Brazil, to be a writer is not considered a profession. I always had that dream, but didn't have the courage to be a writer. And when I was uh, 45, 46 years old, and I thought, well, I have fulfilled all my dreams in the legal career. Now I'm going to try to fulfill the dream of becoming a writer. So you had also dreamed of being a lawyer too. So that was another profession that you wanted to do and you pursued that. And now you wanted to to do the writing. Is that correct? Well, when I was a kid, I wanted to be everything. I wanted to be a scientist. I want to be a racer driver. I want to be everything. But uh, when I was 12 years old, I discovered that book and my father's shelter. And I started to read that book and it was a legal book. And I was delighted about all those rules and about the laws. I saw and I asked my father what kind of book is this and he told me this is the kind of book lawyers work with so I looked to him and I said okay dad I'm going to be a lawyer he left I was too young but uh, that idea really took place in my mind and I became a lawyer awesome Now, I understand you do read a lot, as most writers do, and I imagine lawyers. What are your favorite kinds of books to read, and do you have any favorite authors right now? Oh, I I can read uh, 
pretty much everything. I love all kinds of books, but my favorites are mysteries. I really think every story needs a mystery. Mm. Needs something that is going to surprise me as a reader. Mm. Uh, my favorite authors, there are so many. Uh, I love Emily Bronte. She's one of my favorites. Um, Andrew Niederman, who is his The Devil's Advocate. Uh, mm. I think he wrote a masterpiece. John Grisham. Uh, oh, sure. uh, he's a, he was also a lawyer. Right. I love his books. But it's hard to choose one. There are so many good authors. I love uh, from the modern authors. I love a South African author, uh, Angela Scherer. She's great. Uh, she can write from self-help uh, to uh, fiction uh, so well. I really love her books. Now, how has you being a lawyer, how has that informed your writing? Does it change the way you write, your perspective or whatever, being a lawyer? I used to say uh, that being a lawyer is to be a writer, main of mm. all in Brazil, because in Brazil we have to write the stories of our clients to defend them. We present a, a, a procedure that is just like to write a story. I have uh, the habit of writing my clients' stories, and I'm a writer as a lawyer. Uh, and of course, my legal career inspired me a lot. Uh, oh, I think all my books have lawyers. Uh, just the last one, <laughs> the, the, the two last books, one is still unpublished. They don't have lawyers, but it's hard not to talk about lawyers. That's what I am. Sure. I've been defending clients for my whole life. I've been listening to their stories. So, of course, they inspire me. Uh, it's inspiring. I love to hear people's stories. And what kind of law do you practice? Corporate law. It's a very cold law. I deal with companies, with businessmen. Uh, do you know, I'm 100% Italian, Italian blood. So I'm a very passionate person. <laughs> I couldn't deal with family law or, <laughs> or another kind of law that requires uh, something like dealing with human emotion because I'm too passionate. I would kill someone in the process. <laughs> so I really can't. You have a good book to write then. Yes, I would have a great book. It would be about homicide. <laughs> <laughs> so you said being a lawyer is like being a writer. So when you're like presenting a case, is that what you mean? And you have to build the case. You basically have to tell the story of your client. Is, is that basically what you mean? Yes. Yes, okay. basically it's, uh, it's about telling the story of my client, sometimes embellishing it a little bit. But it's all about telling a story. And stories are all about embellishment, right? So that's uh, perfectly fine, right? <laughs> yes, the, uh, it's all about who is telling the story. <laughs> now, you said you like to read mysteries. What genre are your books? Are your books considered mysteries? 
No, my my books are considered a caldron of flavors. Mm. Uh, my first trilogy is composed uh, of psychological and erotical mystery thrillers. So okay. lots of genres together. My first book, uh, and it's sequel that it's not published yet. Only the first book is published. Uh, they are mysteries and action books mainly action, I think. So I wanted to talk about Sketches of Life. What is that one about? That's my first novel. Mm. Uh, it's placed in a historical background. It's an action mystery. And it's the story about people uh, struggling to survive in a world in turmoil. Mm. Uh, my characters are born during the, the in the middle of the first and the second world war, mm. and they have to face the changes in the world. Uh, one of the characters is a girl. She's uh, she is born from uh, an American father and a French mother. And she needs to immigrate from France, her hometown, to the United States to escape uh, the war. She's too young. Uh, she needs to take care of her mother. And she has to face many problems of adapting to a new country, uh, taking care of her mom who can't speak her any word of English, mm. and dealing with things like a first job and the first love. My second main character is a girl. She lost all her family uh, during the, the, the war and she dances to survive until a new opportunity presents to her and she becomes a secret agent mm. and a sniper and a great sniper. So there's two worlds of girls uh, facing changes in the world and their lives uh, is going to be presented to the readers with many, many mysteries, uh, many travels around the world. One of the characters travels the world chasing criminals and all places that I know, all places that I love to go. Uh, we go to Austria, Argentina, we go to France and the United States and Spain. So there are many, many different locations and this novel. I would imagine that book required a bit of research since it takes place back between the wars. Did you have to do a lot of research for that book? A lot, a lot of research for that book and for all my books. Uh, I've been a professor for many, many years. I can't present a wrong facts. So I research a lot to compose sketches of life, a lot about the period I was writing about, a lot about people uh, I was using uh, that really lived. It's a fiction, but I uh, some facts really happened. So I needed to know the facts and about uh, those people. And also for my first trilogy, I had to do a lot of research because uh, it talked a lot about uh, psychiatric patients and mm. uh, things that needed research. Now your first trilogy, are you referring to Hidden Motives? 
hidden motives. Yes, hidden motives has as a, a main character, a psychiatrist. And she receives patients with different kind of psychological problems uh, in her office. So every psychological problem I presented to my readers, I had to research, to understand, uh, uh, to know the advices my characters would give uh, to her patients. Did you get to interview any actual psychiatrist to do that or was it mostly reading yes i interviewed uh a, so after the book was ready i presented it to a psychiatrist to know if the the, the research was correct if uh, because for every disease there are many many opinions and i decided to choose one that there was good uh, for my book so I had to present the book for a real psychiatrist and I asked her opinion about it. And she said, it's perfect. It's perfect because in psychology and uh, nothing is like mathematics, uh, always very subjective. Mm. And everything you presented has scientific basis. So you don't, you have no worries about that. Right. That sounds fascinating too, and and having to research abnormal psychology and and different types of uh, mental issues. It sounds like a lot of fun research. <laughs> yes, I, and I love the subject. I think one day when I retire from law, maybe I'm going to study some psychology. <laughs> uh, it's a very interesting field. Hey everybody, I hope you're enjoying this episode. I just wanted to take the opportunity to let you know about a brand new resource I recently published. If you're interested in starting your own podcast, I've created an ebook called Launch Your Podcast Like a Pro that walks you through all the little details of producing and launching your own show. So for less than $5, you can own this resource by visiting storykingbooks.com or amazon.com. Those links will be in the show notes. And now back to today's episode. You know, I'm always fascinated by the idea of the book series, you know, so for one thing, I think it's great for marketing for writers, you know, it sort of becomes your brand. But what do you think it takes to write a good book series? Like, how do you as an author stay interested in your character book after book? How do you keep it interesting? Uh, well, uh, for me, the trilogy appeared in a very natural way. I just had too much to write for just one book. But what keeps the attention uh, of the reader, in my point of view, if, is, if it is, you need uh, to keep uh, the same mystery from the first book and to the others. Mm. So you can't write a mystery trilogy like, uh, like my trilogy is if you don't keep the mystery. You can't solve the mystery on the first book. So you have to keep it growing until the last book is going to be the key for everything. Mm. And uh, when I wrote the first book, I had no idea I was going to continue. So uh, I, on the first book, it's similar. Uh, we have the keys for everything, but then I have to change for the other books. And finally, uh, the, the key for every misery uh, happens only on the 
book. So I think the most important thing is to keep the quality of the mystery or of the romance or of the, the genre you are writing about to keep your reader interested. And for me, uh, it's hard uh, to finish a book because I fall in love with my characters. Uh, so it's so hard for me to say goodbye uh, to my characters for some of them that I just, I have to write more about them. Right. <laughs> and sometimes when I'm too, too attached to one of the characters, I decide to kill them <laughs> because I can't be that attached to them. So, oh, it's time for you to die, my dear. I love you too much. And I don't want to be attached to you because I need to create another interesting character. The only way to do that is killing you. So sorry, character, and so sorry, readers. <laughs> That's cold, Adriana. Oh, it's not cold. It's just <laughs> a way of having some power of life and death, even if it isn't fiction. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, good. it's good to be able to kill someone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sometimes when I have someone that I don't like, I use them as a character and <laughs> I'm free to kill them. Right. Imagine that power. <laughs> it's powerful. <laughs> Right. You'll get back at them one way or the other, even if it's just on the page. Yes, yes. And I'm going to give some characteristics. They are going to fight themselves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. So now all three of those books are, are published now? Uh, I have four books published right now. I mean, in the series, uh, they the, are, the Hidden um, Motive series. All three, all three, all three uh, are published. Okay. And uh, I'm writing a fourth one. <laughs> it's not going to be a trilogy anymore uh, because I was too attached for, <laughs> for one of the main characters. So I needed to write a little bit more about her story. And I don't know if I'm going to kill her or not to finish uh, <laughs> for all the series but let me see what is going to happen awesome now why did you choose to write in english well what's your native language then you're from brazil so is it portuguese is um, that your it, it's portuguese my native language is portuguese and uh i decided for a very simple reason i wanted to hide uh, I'm a lawyer. I work for corporations, for businessmen. And my first novel, uh, I didn't know it was going to be a trilogy. I just wanted to write a book. And it had compliments. So I didn't want to make up the things. Mm. Uh, being aware is something very serious. Uh, you can't go on writing about erotica. That was my thought. So I thought, okay, how to deal with that? I'm going to write in English. I'm going to publish abroad. And if it's a completely failure, no worries, we'll never know about this. <laughs> but if it's good, maybe one day I'm going to translate into Portuguese, bring to Brazil. The problem is um, between my idea of hiding and the reality, there is something called social media. Right. <laughs> and, 
too late. <laughs> After published my first novel, everybody knew about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say, it's kind of hard to hide in this world today. No, you can't. There is no, no hiding anymore. Everything is public. Right. So, so people in Brazil, uh, are they, they're aware that you're a writer as well? Yes, and now I have the first two books translated and published. Uh, they are translated into Portuguese, so oh, cool. people uh, and, and published by a, a publisher in Portugal. Uh, it distributes to to Portugal, all countries of Portuguese language, including Brazil. So uh, Brazilians already are reading my novels, some of my clients. And contrary to what I thought, they were going to judge me. Oh, my Lord, you write erotica and write mysteries. Maybe she's crazy. Uh, they congratulated me and they say... It's a great book. Uh, they love they love the way they write, and they think uh, I'm brilliant. So it was <laughs> much better than I thought in my wild dreams. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be because you know when people read your work, it's there's a vulnerability there. You know, people are kind of getting an inside look at what what makes you tick. When even though they're reading fiction, there's still there's still a vulnerability in letting people read your work. So I can imagine as a lawyer, you don't want to expose yourself to that vulnerability. But in your case, I guess um, you had no choice. They found out. Yes, because uh, when you expose yourself uh, through writing, uh, it's allowing people to dive into your mind and mm -hmm. your feelings uh, in some ways. So it's really exposure. Uh, that's the reason I didn't have the coverage to publish in Brazil. For one of my characters, she has a very open sexual behavior. Mm. And sometimes people ask me, are you that character? And I say, <laughs> why that one and not the psychiatrist and not the lawyer? <laughs> and why not the killer? Right. Uh, why do you compare me just with someone with an open sexual behavior and not with a killer? Maybe I'm a killer. <laughs> you, tell, you tell them you're all of them. <laughs> yeah, uh, because all of them uh, live inside of my mind in some way or the other. I have to give life to them when I work. But that doesn't mean I did what they do. <laughs> right. Right. That's funny. Yeah. And I can imagine too, as a lawyer, you know, there's basically no vulnerability, right? You're just putting up this cold front because you're representing, you know, your, your client and it's corporate law. So it's, you have to be of the utmost professional. And then you have this whole other side that now people are aware of. So that's an interesting juxtaposition there. Yes, we all have our dark sides and our legal sides. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> being a lawyer is my legal side. Right. It's the one I can show, show opening to the world. Uh, to be a writer was my dark one, but now it's also exposed to the whole world. Right. Now, did you do your own translation into Portuguese or did you have to have someone so, else do that? I'm kind of a free controller. So I decided to translate by myself. Okay. That's the reason 
Then the third one is not translated yet. I don't have much time to do that. But I didn't want to find uh, in my books the problems I see in regular uh, translations where there's always something missing. It's not really what the writer wants to say. That was funny. Once a reader who read in Portuguese, and I think uh, he, he had done that before in the, the English version, uh, he wrote a review saying that the translator was awful. Mm. <laughs> he didn't know what the writer really think. I have to laugh because I, I am the translator. <laughs> I <laughs> right. am the author. Right. <laughs> Nobody knows better than I what I want to convey. <laughs> but it was an opinion. But that's okay. That's funny. Yeah, you're the author and the translator. It's not going to get any more clear than that. I don't think so. <laughs> now, uh, you retired from being a professor, is that correct? But you still practice law? Yes, I retired from being a professor because I had to choose between being a professor and a writer. Or I don't have the time to be a lawyer, a professor, and a writer, and uh, to be the mother of two dogs, and to be married. So I had to choose. But I'm still a lawyer and a writer. I see. So busy life. This is just a fun question, but if you could only choose one superpower to have, what would it be and why? Oh, it's easy. I would like to be immortal. There are so many things I want to do before I die that I think I need to live two or three lives. So <laughs> it's going to be immortality. Ah, immortality. That's a good one. <laughs> yes, immortality is a good one. <laughs> All right. So my last question is twofold. For the next generation coming up, what advice would you give to anyone looking to be an author or a lawyer, or for that matter, like yourself, perhaps both? Well, uh, whenever you decide to be anything, you have to start. Hmm. Uh, from some point, you have to study to be what you want. And uh, the first thing is to decide what you want to be and then to start. You want to be a writer, start, start writing. Don't wait for the right, for the right moment uh, to become a writer. You need to start, put your ideas on a paper, uh, develop some story, find the genre that you like best. Just start. Mm. If you never start your role, it's going to be, oh, one day I'm going to be a writer. And it will never happen. Mm -hmm. The same for being a lawyer. If you want to be a lawyer, okay, you have to have a plan of how you are going to go to the university and uh, how long you are going to spend there, how much money do you need for that, how much work do you need to put on your studies to become a lawyer. And do it. Uh, nothing comes uh, for free in this life. Everything has a, a price to pay. Your time, uh, your work, and money, dedication, and also hope. 
because you have to hope to be good in the things you choose to be. Uh, it doesn't mind if you're going to be a lawyer, a doctor, if you are going to travel the world. It's all about starting and never quitting that idea. Mm. It's all about remaining uh, faithful to what you want for your life. What are your dreams? What do you dream about? You have to pay the price for that. Right. Well, that's very good advice. Get started and pay the price for, for your dream. Be willing to pay that price. I like that. Yes, nothing is free. Nothing is free. Absolutely. Now, if people wanted to follow you online and buy your books, where can they do that, Adriana? Well, I have a website. It's agavazoni.com. Uh, I'm on Facebook. I'm on as author a.gavazzoni. I'm on Twitter, a underline Gavazzoni. On Instagram, I'm everywhere. <laughs> and my, my books, uh, people can find on Amazon. Portuguese version are on Amazon and also on flat.com. Uh, there's also links to buy it on my website. Mm. Well, I'll make sure I have all of those links in the show notes. And thank you so much for coming on the Story King podcast, Adriana. I had a blast. Thank you very much for having me, Giancarlo. It was a pleasure. Uh, you are a great interviewer. Thank you. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. So that was my conversation with Adriana Gavazzoni. Her links will be in the show notes so you can follow her and buy her novels. Don't forget to sign up on storykingbooks.com to get your free copy of Kane's Confession. Remember, if you're interested in starting your own podcast, you can visit my website or amazon.com and for less than $5, purchase my latest ebook resource, Launch Your Podcast Like a Pro. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you would like to learn how to support this podcast, visit www.patreon.com forward slash the story king. All those links will be in the show notes. One more thing, if you're enjoying this podcast, please do me the favor of subscribing to it and leaving a positive review on iTunes, Spotify, or the medium of your choice. And share it with your friends and family on social media. I would greatly appreciate that. Thank you for listening to the Story King podcast, the show all about fiction, film, and form. Please join us next time. Until then.